the numbers are in and the reviews are in. I will tell you at the end of this episode, the new record that Human Events Daily just hit in total downloads. But first, just got to say thank you. I also want to let you know, Tampa, Florida, July 22nd to the 24th. What are you guys doing? You're waiting. It's come to my attention that some of you have not yet purchased your tickets. TPUSA.com slash SAS, promo code POSO, P-O-S-O, all caps, 25% off. You will gain access. Secure your access immediately because once these tickets are gone, they are gone. We've got Governor DeSantis. We've got President Trump. We've got Charlie. we got myself. You do not want to miss this. Tampa, Florida. I'll see you there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is June 2nd, 2022, Anno Dominate. Today's top headlines, of course, welcome to Red Flag USA. The Senate reaches their final agreement on bipartisan gun safety. Next. This is insane. The Uvalde mayor is claiming that the Texas police head is lying and is defending the school police Response. We're going to break down all of that. Third, Supreme Court strikes down a law in Maine that would have prohibited state tuition assistance to religious schools in a massive win for religious freedom. And then finally, the U.S. Navy, my beloved U.S. Navy, releases a bizarre training video urging recruits to create a pronoun safe space. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Senators, a list of 14 conservative senators decided to betray their voters, betray their their supporters, betray the people of their state, and decide to go along with the Democrats' new gun control legislation. And I really wonder, you know, Senator John Cornyn out of Texas, you just heard him getting booed. In, t- in the state of Texas, the Texas GOP, over support for this. I wonder what goes through their minds. Do they think, finally, finally, they won't call us, you know, uh, gun-toting freaks anymore. They'll finally accept us. We'll finally be accepted into polite society. Or does it have, is it, is it, is it jobs, lobbying positions that they're looking for after they get out of office? Is that why they're doing this? What goes through your mind? Because let me tell you something right now. If you are a conservative, you will never, ever gain the respect of the left, of the establishment, of the mainstream, unless you completely sell out your side. If you completely sell out your principles, like Adam Kinzinger, then all you will be is a foil. You'll just be a foil for the other side for the rest of your life. You're never going to amount to, there is no path for you. Look at Liz Cheney. Where's she going to go after this, right? There's no path for you politically. There's none. Nothing at all. Who else was in on this? Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. South Carolina, what do you, the state of South Carolina 
putting somebody up there. And I'm sure Sean Hannity will have him on again. And he won't even ask him about it. He won't even ask you, say, why did you sell out the Second Amendment? Why do you come on these programs and tell people day in and day out that I'm going to go and fight for you? I'm going to go and be there and I'm going to support your Second Amendment. And then you go out and you do the exact opposite. But then you come back on conservative media and just start lying. Folks, are you paying attention yet? Have you figured out the scam yet? These people walk up there. They tell you that they're conservative. And then the minute they get a chance, they stab you in the back. And then they go and they keep walking forward and they act like it never happened. Stop supporting people like this. When you have somebody out there who tells you that they support the Second Amendment, you need to hold their feet to the fire. You cannot allow them anymore to get into office and then not have any accountability for them whatsoever. You got Joni Ernst, the senator out of, uh, out of Iowa. Of course, McConnell signed off on this. Just understand. Understand. You are giving the left what they want. These red flag laws... The minute red flag laws get passed in 50 states, they're going to be there for a generation or more. And under red flag, there's no due process. Right? Dr. Oz said he supports this. They will take your guns away. And if you refuse to comply, you will be arrested. That stays on your record. That could stay on your record for as much as five years. Not only do red flag laws violate the Second Amendment, they violate the Fifth Amendment because there is no due process. Now, you can also point out, by the way, that pretty much all gun laws violate the Second Amendment. This law, by the way, clearly violates the Second Amendment. And so what I want to know is, who will be, who will be the leader in the United States to step up and say, this law is unconstitutional and it needs to be challenged at the Supreme Court? And then actually take the ball, run it down the field, and bring it before these conservative justices on the court and say, no more. This is unconstitutional. Do we have any leaders left in America that will stand up for the civil right of self-defense? So Janet Yellen came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw this in Washington, D.C. They're trying to redefine what it means to say that we are in a recession. Well, guess what? We know that a recession is two quarters of negative growth. And guess what? That's what we're looking at. And why is this? Because of the Biden printing and spending that have been catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and the markets. You can take one look, just pull it up on your phone. You can see where the stock market is. You can see where crypto is. It's all crashing down. Now, we know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic and it is getting worse. That is why that now more than ever, I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. The only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care they want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink. They are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that POSO sent you. So do not wait. 
Call or click today. You need to secure your access at this point. Go to allegiancegold.com slash POSO. We are going to put the link in the description. You can check it out. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. Allegiancegold.com slash POSO. Colonel McGraw has continued to, whether you want to call it lie, leak, excuse me, lie, leak, mislead, or misstate information in order to distance his own troopers and rangers from the, from the response. Every briefing, he leaves out the number of, officers, of his own officers and rangers that were on scene that day. He leaves out that during this timeline, every other classroom in the building was safely evacuated by Uvalde police officers with assistance of Border Patrol. He leaves out that no other agency, agency's officers even asked to approach the door, much less did it without shields. Of the eight agencies and 14 people in that office, up to, in that hallway, up to 19 at one time. So that's the Uvalde mayor responding to the Texas State Police. He's now accusing the Texas State Police of lying and leaking information about the investigation on this. Now, keep in mind, this is the same Uvalde mayor that criticized, really slapped down Beto O'Rourke for um, coming into that, uh, that press conference that Governor Abbott was was holding on to. But here's what I think. I think something smells fishy in the town of Uvalde. I think there's some kind of dirty deal here going on. Why do I say that? Now, I understand what the mayor's saying. The mayor's saying, well, you know, there were state police that were also there, so the state police should bear some of the blame as well. Okay. But I want to talk about this school police chief, Pete Arredondo. School police chief Pete Arredondo. Why am I saying it that way? I'm not just saying Chief Arredondo, because this is something that I think has been lost in the mix. Pete Arredondo is not the chief of police for the entire town of Uvalde. He's the chief of police for the school of Uvalde. He's the school chief of police. It's a six-officer force. You had one job, Pete. You had one job. Keep the school safe. Keep the school safe. If there's a lock that's not working, if there's a malfunction in the electronic system that allows the doors to open and close, you need to be on that. You need to be on that like white on rice, Pete. That's your job to keep these kids safe. You're not out there patrolling the community. You're not out there, you know, seeing what's happening on the other side of town. No, 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 no. You have one sole duty and your sole duty is is to maintain the security and the safety of that school, the children, the teachers, and the employees. You didn't do that. You failed to do that. The city council just last night down there in Uvalde refused to file a motion, refused to confirm that he should take a leave of absence. They're defending him. Something don't smell right to me. Why are they blocking the body cam footage from coming out? At this point, I need to see that. At this point, the American people need to see that, and certainly the families of Uvalde need to see that, because we have to understand what went on, because we already caught you in two lies, two major lies, Pete. Your first lie was that you said that the police engaged the shooter in the parking lot. Never happened. That was debunked almost immediately. You actually went past the shooter, and they tried to confront a teacher that they mistook for the shooter while he was hiding behind a car. That's number one. Lie number two, possibly even the bigger lie, is that you said you couldn't get the doors open, that you tried, they were locked. But we see on the video that there's no footage of anyone trying to open the doors. And, and just go back a little bit on this. 
because they said that the shooter entered the hallway, fired shots at the officers, and then the officers backed down. The shooter goes in and out of the door, I think a total of three times during the entire standoff. If the shooter's going in and out of the door, that means the door's open. That means the door's not locked. It's also not barricaded. You claimed all of these things. All of those turned out to be false. So I need to see a press conference from Pete Arredondo. Don't send the mayor out there to do your dirty work. Let's not even, we know, let's not even take the Texas police chief, the state of police, uh, state police chief at his word. Let's go straight to the source. School police chief Pete Arredondo. You didn't even have your radio on you. You left your radio outside so you couldn't communicate with everybody that was coming in when this was going on. Sir, you need to come clean. You need to release specifically the body cam footage of school police chief Pete Arredondo. We will be filing a request and the American people and the people of the United States need to see the body cam footage of Pete Arredondo immediately. Why is that not a violation of separation of church and state? Well, the, the program here isn't funding schools. It's funding families, and it's allowing families to decide whether, uh, where to use that money. And currently, parents can choose schools, public schools in neighboring school districts. They can choose private schools. They can choose schools in state or out of state, and the state routinely pays for kids to go to some of the most elite blue blood prep schools in the country, yet parents can't select a Jewish day school or a Catholic uh, parish school in their town. And that kind of discrimination runs flat against the principles of the free exercise clause. When government provides benefits to citizens to use, in this case, at private schools, it has to remain neutral and allow parents to use them at religious or non-religious schools. What an incredible win for religious liberty. By the way, I also love being able to, uh, to show Michael Smirconish there. So I've talked before about how I used to work at WPHT in Philadelphia. So back in the day... Uh, Michael Smirconish was the morning host for WPHD. Now, he used to be conservative, and now he plays the sort of like moderate centrist role on CNN. And uh, one of my very first internships in all of media, I think it was my very, yeah, my very first internship, all of media, was I was 19 years old, and I was an intern at WPHD. And for uh, the days that I was working the morning show, I would get up 4.30 in the morning because the show starts at 6. We used to have to actually get the newspapers, right, to get the clips ready for um, T.C. Skornovaki, who's his uh, producer, and then get stuff ready for him. So you actually had to get physical newspapers and actual, you know, clips out of the newspapers. So I'd, start, I'd stop by Wawa. I'd pick up two, you know, it was always two local papers, the Inquirer, the Daily News, and then also would grab a um, copy of the New York Times or Washington Post. And you'd have to have it labeled up, tabs and everything for that. So, you know, it's uh, always, always fun to, uh, to be able to see what old Michael Smirconish is up to. But I think on this story, he got absolutely schooled on the free exercise clause in this case. So let's break it down. What was the case? The Supreme Court had a case before them about school vouchers in the state of Maine. So the state of Maine created this pot of money for tuition assistance. And they said families that need tuition assistance can apply for this money. And then the family, this is key, it's school choice. The families then choose which school they want to send their kids to. 
So this family, the Carson family, said that they wanted to send their kids to two private religious schools, Christian schools. The state said no, because the state had a requirement that even if you qualified, and even if it was an accredited school, that the school must be, and this was their word, non-sectarian. So the school had to be non-sectarian. The problem is that violates what? The free exercise clause of the Constitution. That's the First Amendment religious liberty. Because it states that you cannot discriminate on the basis of religion. What does this mean? Going forward now, for any state that wants to craft similar legislation, school choice legislation, that you must include religious schools. Really, what, it, what, what it's saying is, you know, people are looking at it differently. They're saying, oh, isn't this the separation of church and state? And that's what Smirconish was trying to say. Is this, does this play some, you know, a st- no, no, not at all. Freedom of religion under the Constitution means there is no establishment of religion. There's not, so what was this coming from? What was the context? The Church of England was the state church in England. That was the church of the state. In the United States, they came up with a system which is referred to as pluralism, which where we will allow multiple religions and have and support for anyone's religious beliefs, but not establish any one religion over the whole country, right? We were not going to marry any one church to the entire government of the United States. That's not what this bill is doing. This bill is about schools. It's the opposite. The government created a pot of money for students that might need it and that these parents were then empowered, which is great, by the way, empowered to be able to send their kids to the school they wanted to. It's a school choice bill. So now going forward, if any state in the entire country wants to have school choice, you must also allow school choice for religious schools. They need to be on the list. And if you have an accredited school, a private school, private institution, whatever it is, if it falls under the auspices of the plan, you cannot discriminate because they are religious. I think it's amazing. I think it's a win for religious liberty and a fantastic win for school choice. We need to break up the government school monopoly. So have to apologize absolutely applaud the Supreme Court in this decision. Hi, my name is Johnny and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. pronouns. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody That's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody is to maybe include our pronouns in our emails or, like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and move on or you accept the correction and move on. The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank you for telling me that. Gee, I wish I was in the Navy. Boy, the Navy sure has changed since I got out. I got to tell you, looking at videos like this, I thought when producer Mike and producer Shaw first showed me this video from the U.S. Navy, I thought it was a parody. 
I thought this I thought was this like SNL or Mad TV or some like you know sketch thing where they're making fun of the Navy and making fun of no 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 it's real this is reality this is real life embrace the suck so you've got these two people I don't even know who they are are they actors are they professors are they experts of some sort giving this weird contrived monologue about gender and pronouns and don't feel bad if you accidentally misgender somebody but don't put the onus on the other person if you these are speech codes okay cut the crap this is a speech code being imposed not just on the united states that's eventually where they want to go but they want to get across the entire u.s navy keep in mind that this is the same u.s navy that just was a year ago two years ago the bonhomme richard burned down at the pier in san diego because the sailors on the ship didn't know how to put out a fire on board the ship. Couldn't get the fire hoses ready. We are going to lose a major war, and we're certainly going to lose a major naval conflict. Probably Taiwan. Taiwan or the South China Sea, depending on how the... C- if you're the CCP and you're looking at this, and this is a NAVC video. So for those of you who haven't been in the Navy, what Na- Na- uh, NAVC is Naval Sea Systems Command. Naval Sea Systems Command, you're supposed to be focused on shipyards, on uh, building structures, technology for the Navy. I can go and look at the port of Shanghai and see them launching China's most advanced, most technologically capable aircraft carrier that just came out one week ago, right? They called it the Fujian. We covered the story. The Fujian That's the province that's directly across the Taiwan Strait from the island of Taiwan. That's what China's up to, right? They're not talking about teaching their sailors how to properly use the right pronouns and create safe spaces. No, no, no. They're focused on winning the high seas and controlling the maritime environment. 80% of the world's commerce travels through the maritime shipping lanes of the South China Sea directly adjacent to the island of Taiwan. And the island of Taiwan is also Silicon Valley West. That's where the majority of the super semiconductors are built. If you want to deter China from their expansionism in the South China Sea, in the East China Sea, you have to fix the U.S. Navy and you have to do it now. They need to, find, they need to go whoever signed off on this at NAVC. They should be court-martialed immediately. Put them in the stock. Bring back the stockades. Bring back the stockades, find the guy who signed off on this, throw him in the stockade. And that's it for us today, Human Events Daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review. And I must say, I must say, a lot of you have to have been doing your homework because I'm very happy to announce that because you've been sharing this out with so many of your normie friends, that Human Events Daily, we just crossed 10 million downloads in total. We've only been doing this for about 200 episodes. We started uh, late September last year. And from the bottom of my heart, from myself, producer Mike, producer Shah, all the producers back in Phoenix, thank you so much for supporting us and giving us your attention, for giving us your downloads. We will not do you wrong. God bless to each and every one of you. What do we talk about today? First, red flag USA, the Senate reaching final agreement on bipartisan gun control. Next, the Evaldi mayor 
claiming the Texas police head is lying and defending the school police response. Third, Supreme Court strikes down Maine law prohibiting state tuition assistance to religious schools. And finally, the U.S. Navy releasing a bizarre training video urging recruits to create a pronoun safe space. But before we sign off today, it's time for today's history break. June 22nd, 1941, starting at 3.15 a.m., some 3.2 million German soldiers plunged headlong into Russia across an 1,800-mile front in a major turning point of World War II. It was referred to as Operation Barbarossa. Nazi Germany and its allies invaded the Soviet Union during World War II, the largest military operation in history, the start of the Eastern Front. You have to understand our history to understand where we're going. We live in a world of war. We live in a real world, not a fantasy world. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.